is the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Hola amigos, place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, no Nathaniel Lundy. Uh, I'm flying solo, he's under the weather, uh, battling all kinds of nasty congestion. I blame the University of Illinois uh, loss last week and what she was in attendance for it was... Uh, Dad's weekend, and his son attends the U of I, and the temperature plummeted in that game. It just royally sucked on all levels, and as a result, he is uh, hopefully getting healthy and will be fully recuperated uh, in short order. Maybe even by tomorrow, we'll, we shall see. So you just get me and me alone, but the show, it must go on. We are presented of the V5 Podcast, of course, by... Suavecito Tequila. It is a hashtag Tequila Thursday. So go out and pick up a bottle of Suavecito right now at Total Wine and more, or it's your favorite local liquor store. And if they don't have it, ask for it. Demand it. Uh, the finish is magnificent. Vanilla nodes, and it's so smooth. Oh, it goes down the throat. Doesn't burn at all. Quite tasty. So if you are into the betting fiesta uh, like I am, Grab yourself a bottle of Suavecito tequila tonight. Uh, All right. On the docket tonight, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers, a rematch just a couple of weeks ago. And that was uh, one of the more high-scoring affairs in the NFL that we've seen this season. 37-34 to was the finish in favor of the ATL. And I think the uh, script is going to get reversed in this one. So uh, here's how I'm – approaching it and really probably the best way. And I know there's a lot of questions about, you know, the impacts of mother nature and the remnants of hurricane Nicole, which impacted Florida overnight. Uh, Yeah. It's going to be wet. Uh, It's going to be damp. Uh, It's going to be kind of dreary from start to finish in this game. According to Noah, 90% chance of shower activity, but uh, you know, it could be an embedded thunderstorm or two and some gusty winds near those storm complexes. Uh, but for the most part, winds aren't going to play a major factor. Uh, you could get gusts as high as 30 miles an hour, again, close to some of the stronger squalls uh, that enter into the Queen City. Uh, but for the most part, you're just going to have some shower activity uh, persistent throughout the game and winds uh, anywhere between 9 to 12 miles per hour. So not that big of a deal. These guys are witches. They're not going to melt. So start your fantasy guys with the utmost confidence and uh, play some of these wagers as well, including this one. I did an OGP, and hopefully you are with me on it at BetMGM. I took the over at 35.5, so I took it down from 42.5, and and I took Carolina plus 7.5. Over 70% of the handle right now on the Atlanta Falcons. I think Carolina is going to be able to push them because of the vulnerability of Atlanta really defensively, not only through the air, they gave up over 300 yards the first time to P.J. Walker, uh, but also on the ground as they've allowed 4.25 yards per carry of the running back position. So in terms of the the score total here on this alt line, uh, Atlanta has gotten to at least 36 in nine of nine games. So about 1,000 there. Carolina has uh, hit 36 or more points in a game in six of nine. Uh, efforts this season and uh, again I I really think Carolina is going to keep this one somewhat competitive Uh, I believe uh, that ultimately uh, Carolina will be able to move the ball at will in this game uh, vertically and on the ground and they're going to keep this thing with uh, with an at least field goal if not win it straight up so uh, give me the spread on the alt line up to seven and a half 
So give me Atlanta, uh, or excuse me, the over on 35 and a half at Carolina plus seven and a half in this contest. And if you do that, you put them together, it's minus 110 at BetMGM. So I think that is indeed the best way to approach Falcons and Panthers per day tonight. With that, let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, number five on the board for me. Uh, I want to go with Cordero Patterson on any time touchdown tonight. A guy that had a formidable role uh, right out of the gate, uh, off of injury last week. I found the end zone not once, but a couple of times. And I think he's going to cross a chalk yet again. Uh, one of the areas of susceptibility uh, for this Carolina defense is in the trenches. As they're giving up 4.77 yards per carry, north of 100 yards per game. Uh, double figures they've allowed in total touchdowns to RBs as well. So Patterson probably getting anywhere between you know, three to five red zone touches. And on a run-first, run-often team, the most run-heavy team in the league, you're getting this to plus money, plus a 110, and he could achieve what he did last week, which is not only a touchdown, but uh, a couple of them, as a matter of fact. So give me Cordero Patterson, Corderelli, to score at any time touchdown, plus 110 at BetMGF. Number four. All right, numero quattro here on the Vade Five. Uh, I'm going to go with the over on 12 and a half yards, longest run for Marcus Mariota, a guy that should be able to achieve this much like he did in the first matchup between these two teams. He had a 30 yard run in that game. So 12 and a half yards, uh, can he get a 13-yard run? Minus 130 at BetMGM. Uh, he has had a 13 or greater yard run six times this season. He's been heavily utilized on the ground, 6.7 rush attempts per game. He's averaging 5.1 yards per carry. I mentioned the shortcomings of this Carolina run defense. They're giving up. Uh, 4.77 yards per carry. That's a running back position. But Mariota, whether it's on RPO, plays that are designed and he calls his own number or he's working outside the tackle box as an opportunistic runner. I think we'll see a chunk gain opportunity or three in this contest, given the weakness of Carolina up front uh, and just given his um, keenness of, of finding some of the soft spots in the opposing defense with his legs. So give me the over. Uh, give me an M&M straight into my mouth, please. I'm Marcus Mariota. Over 12 and a half yards, longest run, minus 130 at BetMGM. Number three. All right, numero tres and bird, 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 bird is a word. Uh, Demir Bird, give me the over on 12 and a half receiving yards for him. A guy uh, who was magnificent in the first matchup, uh, had 41 through the air, and he's gone uh, three catches uh, for 67 yards his last couple of games. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't 41 through the air. All of that was achieved against Carolina in that first matchup. He's played 32 total snaps the last couple of weeks. He's lured seven combined targets in those games. Uh, all I need is one catch. Just one, one catch. That is it for Demir Bird. Uh, he's got an dot average at the target of 29.1, which is off the charts. He's averaging 35.5 yards per reception. And I think he's going to get a mixture of Dante Jackson and C.J. Henderson in coverage. Jackson, uh, the better of the two. He's only got up 9.5 yards per catch, but has also yielded a 78% catch rate. Meanwhile, Henderson, 12.5 yards per catch. 
uh, allowed and a 110.6 passer rating. So up the seam on a streak route. That's what Bird is known for. Uh, he catches one and bolts his way with that speed up the field for at least 13 yards. So give me the mere bird. Ka-ka! Over 12 and a half receiving yards. Minus 115 at DraftKings. Hey, we're presented by Suavecito Tequila. Pick up a bottle right now, would you? It is a hashtag tequila Thursday, and you need an excuse to sip on the love juice uh, because of Atlanta and Carolina give you the perfect excuse to do so. If you're not familiar with Suavecito, in 2015, Forbes Magazine in New York City contacted 10 tequila experts, one of Cali, Texas, Florida, New York, people who love and know tequila, and asked these experts just one question, what is the best tasting tequila sold in these United States? One week later, on the front of Forbes was a bottle of Suavecito Anejo. Boom! So get some of that love juice right now. Enjoy the betting fiesta on this hashtag tequila Thursday. Get Suavecito at any Total Wine and more store or ask for it where you are. We would consider it a favor. Gracias. Number two. All right. Next up here on the Fade Five, let's go with Terrace Marshall. And I'm going to take the over on 35 and a half receiving yards. I locked this in minus 110. At DraftKings, I'd play this number up to like 39 and a half, to be honest with you. Uh, Marshall's really come on strong here of late. The coaching staff said, hey, they want to feature more. And uh, they're actually living up to that promise. Uh, you look what he's done here. Uh, the last three games, he's ran at least 20 routes, working outside, working a little bit inside. Uh, he's hit at least 30 yards in three consecutive games uh, with 18 targets. And on the season, he's averaging 15 and a half yards per catch. That's number 12 among eligible wideouts in the NFL. And most promising, he gets Darren Hall most often in coverage. And Hall over the last three weeks has allowed a perfect Passer rating, 158.3 to his assignments. Uh, you know, Atlanta's been a pushover vertically all season long, and uh, I think that's going to be the name of the game yet again. So fire off a ticket on Terrace Marshall over 35.5. Receiving yards minus 110 at DraftKings. Number one. All right, numero uno here on the Fade Five. Uh, I'm going to do an OGP. Are you with me? And hopefully you are on this one. Deonta Foreman, 40-plus rush yards, and Tyler Algier, 30-plus rush yards. Both of those accomplishments and achievements happen. You're looking at plus 135 at DraftKings. Yeah, it gets seduced by that juice, uh, and I and most certainly am. I, I love this uh, prop. Uh, and this parlay, why, you know, you look at Atlanta, they're a little bit stiffer in the trenches uh, than the Carolina Panthers, but they're still giving up 4.25 yards per carry and 89.2 total yards per game to the running back position. They surrendered on 26 attempts, 118 combined yards. A lot of those came on the ground to Foreman in the first matchup. He also scored not once, not twice, but three times uh, in week eight against the ATL. A uh, guy gets a ton of red zone work. He plays, uh, um, you know, right around 50% of the snaps. He's uh, logged 54.1% of the snaps here the last three games. So Foreman, uh, again, given the conditions, could be sloppy. Uh, could be, uh, you know, a damp, wet one for sure, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast. 
Uh, and as a result, you know, he could get anywhere between 13 to 15 carries. And if he gets that kind of volume and that kind of workload, he's should easily get to 40 rush yards. And then you look at Tyler Algier, you might say, Hey, Brad, Cordell Patterson is back. This is the most run heavy team in the league. They're, they're calling the run over 60% of the time. And yeah, Algier is uh, going to play second fiddle to Patterson, but he did so last week. He, uh, still logged uh, right around 41% of the snaps and still got 10 plus rush attempts, which he has accomplished in his last six consecutive games. And he's been over this in seven of his last eight as well. And you look at Carolina, uh, 12 guys have gone over this number and they're giving up 4.77 yards for carrying 115.1 rush yards per game to the running back position. So Algier, if he gets his customary 10 carries, which I believe he will, he will uh, bull his way to at least 30 rush yards in this one. And I slapped that together again with Deontay Foreman, 40 plus rush yards, and he got it plus 135 at DraftKings. There's a reason why it's numero uno here on the Fade Five. All right, bonus time. Before we get out of here, let's get another play in this game tonight. And it's uh, Foreman, the aforementioned Deontay Foreman. Uh, give me him for an anytime touchdown at plus 120 at BetMGM. Mentioned a three touchdown scored against Atlanta in the first matchup. Uh, he's seen 13 red zone touches in total. And this could be a game where he gets maybe three or four attempts inside the 20 to punch one in for six, which I think he will do and spike at home at plus 120 on an anytime touchdown. Elsewhere in the world of sports, because we got some hoops action tonight in the NBA. Give me Joel Embiid over 10 and a half rebounds against the Atlanta Hawks, uh, who he should ground. Now, Embiid has uh, not been over this number uh, since uh, about two weeks ago, really, beginning of the season. He was over in the first three regular season games, but he's been under in the last four. But Atlanta... Uh, one of the front runners uh, right now in, in pace, number seven in the NBA, uh, and they're very generous uh, in terms of what they have surrendered on the glass. Number 27 in opponent rebounds per game, and they're middle of the pack of field goal percentage. So you got a fast game, a team that shoots just a eh, whole hum, and they're not, you know, fantastic shooting squad, and they really don't seal off the glass. It's a formula for success for Joel Embiid and a formula for this prop to cash. So give me the over on 10 and a half rebounds there. And then on the standard line, I like the Trailblazers tonight, plus seven on the road in New Orleans. Very close in net efficiency rating are both of these teams. Uh, now, Portland may be without Jeremy Grant and Nurkic. Uh, those are major blows, but they have been covering machines this season. Nine and two ATS overall, and four and one against the spread on the road. I think seven points, uh, just too many in my estimation for a team that really strokes it well from outside shooting uh, of north. I believe a thirty-eight percent, a number five in the NBA, and three-point percentage offense. So give me the Blazers plus the seven. Let's go to college basketball give me colgate the raiders uh minus a five and a half i locked uh, this in a minus 110 at betting jam i played this up to like six and a half against brown on the road they got four senior starters on this colgate team a very good defensive team that really gets after it on the glass they lost to buffalo by un pinto 88 to 87 in their opener but richardson and smith combined for 43 and shot 61 percent from two 
Uh, Brown, meanwhile, lost uh, by uh, 15 to Vermont on the road, 80-65 in their first matchup. And in that game, they gave up 43.5% from three and 1.11 points per possession overall. So I think Colgate uh, probably going to win this one by eight or nine. So give me, again, the Raiders uh, minus a five and a half against the Ivy League foes on the road. Elsewhere on college hoops, I love Indiana tonight. I will lay the 31 and a half. It's what I got it at, uh, at BetMGM against who? Bethune Cookman, uh, the Wildcats, or rather Clawless. And they showed that against Iowa in their opener. 0.78 points per possession scored on offense. And on defense, it gave up 67.6% inside the arc. Indiana, uh, with Sharice Jackson Davis, all they do is score inside. Uh, and then they could kick it out, wide open threes. And uh, a lot of their backups, uh, you know, bench warmers, got significant action in the first game against Moorhead, in which they won 88-53. to They shot 66.7% inside the arc and forced 21 turnovers. So Bates... Renault, Geronimo, they went for 34 points off the bench. So even late in this game, while it's in hand, uh, they should be able to score frequently because of the depth that IU possesses. So I'm going to lay the 31 and a half there. And then uh, one more. Let's go to the world of college football. I like Georgia Southern on the money line against UL Lafayette. Why? Kyle Van Therese has 20 passing touchdowns this season. The Eagles were the best passing offenses in college bo- football, averaging 331.3 yards per game. Now, Lafayette has been decent uh, defensively uh, against the pass, giving up just a 52.3% completion rate. And Georgia Southern has its issues on defense. They're giving up nearly 230 rush yards per game, but Lafayette has not been able to run the ball effectively for much of the year at 3.7 yards per carry. So, you know, the, the strengths feeding the weaknesses are really both teams here, but I'm going to side with the more explosive offense and the road representative in Georgia Southern. So I got them winning straight up against uh, UL Lafayette at plus 135. All right. Uh, I am out of time on the podcast today. Please drop us a rating or review if you enjoy this broadcast. Uh, feed or follow all of our picks. You can do so on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. This is where my spreadsheet is always free and always transparent. Same with Lundy at Nate Lundy. Uh, and to go get your bottle of Suavecito tonight and enjoy. You're going to need it. You might drink half of it. Watching Panthers and Falcons, a rematch in the game. Believe it or not, it has playoff implications because the NFC South royally sucks. And as always, until next time, feed or follow, that is up to you.